die F1 Podcast. Welcome to the Everything F1 Podcast. I'm James Tiller, here today with James Houghton, Jamie Cooper and Danny Graham. We're about to chat to you about all the great things that are happening in the sport at the moment. Stay tuned. So hello, yes, and welcome to the Everything Everyone podcast. We're about to chat to you about some of the latest breaking news in the world of F1, down in the F1 paddock. We're going to talk about many things like the McLaren unveiling uh, this Monday. We've got some new rules to talk about for this year and some just general chit chat about what's going on uh, for you to enjoy. So first of all, uh, Coops, what would you like to talk about today? What's really caught your eye in the wonderful world of Formula One? Quite a bit of stuff, but the first thing I think is uh, Fernando Alonso having a bike accident. I don't know what it is about Formula One right, drivers crashing their bikes. Yeah. It's fortunately yeah. it wasn't such a serious thing, hopefully. Apparently yeah. just like a, a broken jaw or something like that. Yeah, it was a fracture to the upper jaw, but you know what it's like. We had we've had a, a Weber had an infamous incident broke his leg. The more recent one with Alex Zanardi having quite a serious crash in his yeah. bike. Uh, you know, it didn't sound great to start off with. No. Uh, but yeah, he's out and there's been pictures on social media of him back to training and from Alpine, I've said. Uh, I will call them Renault at some point. <laughs> uh, uh, he's back, you know, he won't miss any kind of preparation or anything, had a few days bed rest, successful surgery. Uh, but I uh, nothing too exciting, but it did kind of, Get everyone to stand up to attention at first, and the Hulkenberg tweets came out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, there were plenty of those memes going around. They, they, did you see the meme with uh, Hulkenberg at the, at the wheel of a car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, I thought. But of course, social media did what social media do as well and said he's severely disfigured as soon as it had happened. And you know, yeah, we'll, we'll never walk again. And then, yeah, not quite. Yeah, no, he's all right. Yeah, yeah the the social media kind of grapevine always uh, exaggerates things and tries mm. to make up a mad story. Uh, never mind. Uh, how about any news on news articles that you want to chat about? Sponge, have you got anything that's has anything come to your attention in the news recently? Uh, not really, <laughs> other than the unveiling by McLaren. I think that's pretty much all I've seen, other than the usual fanfare around Mazepin and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's let's have a quick chat about the uh, McLaren unveiling. We did do a live uh, broadcast, kind of live reaction um, to the unveiling. Um, and if you were there live watching it with us, you would have seen the. Well, I wouldn't say disappointment because we all enjoyed the car. We we all liked the look of the car, but we we were expecting it to be something completely different to last year. But it, it seemed like it was just a very small evolution. Uh, let, let's. Let's ask Danny. Uh, what, what what's your opinion on the evolution of the uh, the, the car? Well, I, I was worried they brought out the wrong car. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they'd brought out last year's car, but yeah. you know, looking closely, it's been on a bit of a diet. But uh, yes. yeah, and and slight changes. But I mean, you know, I, I quite like the colour. To be fair, so it's uh, it's 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 now the McLaren colour, isn't it? So yeah, yeah there, was, there wasn't much. I wouldn't have minded a bit more darker colours, a bit more black. But yeah. It's just the look, isn't it? It be interested to see how it goes, how what yeah. they're going to do with it after last year. They did absolutely, and I've seen the overhead uh, kind of comparison with the uh, with last year's Mercedes, the W11, was it? Uh, that and it, and it actually looks thinner 
than the than last year's Mercedes. Obviously, they're uh, they're going to be able to just trim a few millimeters here and there and whatnot because of the change of the engine and it's, the engine's more reliable. But to be smaller than the uh, Mercedes yeah, uh, bodywork is are they cutting off a bit more more than they can chew with that? What do you think, uh, Coops? Uh, no, I think Mercedes and McLaren will be a pretty good uh, fit. The the car itself from last year was pretty solid. Aerodynamically, it was okay. They brought in James Key, mm-hmm. uh, a well-respected uh, kind of technical director. And I think this is his first proper go at the McLaren car. I think he was in gardening leave by the time the development's done for last year. So mm-hmm. he's kind of, this is his first proper influence. But the biggest thing is, I mean, because of the token system, there's not going to be much many changes to the to this year's McLaren. No. You know, but the front end's going to be pretty much the same as last year. Uh, they've all, they've had to use their tokens to get the Mercedes power unit into the car. The other thing is a lot of people on, on social media seem to think that it was a big bad thing that there wasn't a Mercedes branding in the car, mm-hmm. which I, I, I thought was a bit surprising. But I did find out on social media that the reason that that is is that the, the contract with regards to the engine supply is only for an engine supply. It doesn't incorporate any kind of marketing. Oh, okay. And that seems the, Will- the Williams do have the Mercedes. No, I looked, I checked it because I think Danny put that on our chat. Actually, that I did check it. Yeah. It doesn't. The only, the only, only person. George. That, yeah, George Russell's the only one that has a Mercedes branding, and that's on his overalls. Ah, oh, okay. But Mate, I guess you can understand that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Making point I've never had the Mercedes branding on the car, which I didn't realise that was pointed out. Uh, uh, Williams don't have it. Certainly on the new livery after Rocket, and especially from what we see for the Rocket livery in pre-season, I couldn't see anything that said that it were Mercedes. I just remember uh, historical uh, kits that I've bought, uh, T-shirts for Mercedes, uh, for McLaren, sorry. Uh, having the Mercedes thing, so it was a little surprise. But as I say, as as we delved delved into it a little bit more, yeah, we've we've seen that it's it's not necessarily the case that it that it happens with with everyone uh, or and every time. Um, what we did get to see, we got to see the relationship with Lando and Daniel Ricciardo start. Um, what what was your first impressions of the relationship between Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris, Sponge? I think he's gonna. I think it's going to take off where Carlos and Lando finished with the kind of bromance. <laughs> but I think it's going to add in the kind of Gerhard Berger, uh, what do you call it? The Gerhard Berger pranks and, you know, the I've got to get you back, you get me kind of thing, and then okay. I'll get you back even more. I think it's going to be really fun. I, I think it's so. going to... I actually... I was thinking about this not long ago, and I actually think this is really going to help McLaren come out of their shell on social media as well. Right. I know that they've like made a really big jump forward in the last couple of years since Ron Dennis really left the team completely. Mm-hmm. But they've always kind of lagged behind a little bit with the, you know, you got, you've got Force India Racing Point, Aston Martin, Jordan, whoever you want to call them, who are with Renault, two of the kind of front runners on the social media side of things. Yeah. And then you've got the rest really kind of trying to catch up and then you've got Ferrari going, what's what social media? I don't know what social media is. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that them two are really going to help uh, McLaren come out of their shell on that, especially the way that Lando does his streaming as well. I think that's going to become more prevalent as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, you look like you're going to say something, Danny. What, what, do you th- what are you going to add to that? Oh, no, no, it's uh, he's right, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more um, younger people, I- I've noticed, um, getting into F1, specifically uh-huh. Lando, uh, big Lando fans because of the Twitch streaming and because of things like that. Um, yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good for Lando. Um, I think Ricardo, it's good fun, but he needs to remember he's 10 years older Whereas yeah. Lando's just getting, you know, getting into the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Ricardo really needs to put his foot down, and he, he's not running out of time as such, but he needs to start really putting his mark down. However, yeah, it's uh, he needs to fo- make sure he's focusing on that and not just the whole having a good time thing. Yeah, um, but it's it's nice to see, especially after the the Max incident, um, mm. where where that was well, that was just a shambles wasn't it they, they really didn't get on on the track so it's uh yeah it, it, it good to see that they're getting on and hopefully see some work. good team be, be good to see some uh, teammate banter you didn't really have that with ocon um i, I didn't find uh, good. no he, well ocon's where's ocon's personality <laughs> <laughs> yeah i haven't seen I it <laughs> So let's let's ask the question then. Who do you think will uh, score the most points out of the, uh, the the McLaren boys? I'll go to Coops first. I'm sure he's got a uh, an opinion on this. Will it be Daniel Ricciardo or will it be Lando Norris? Yeah, it'll be Danny Rick. Danny Rick is although he's got the personality and he's got a good laugh, he has a balance between. He's got the Lando Norris fun love side of it, but when he's on the track, he's respected. Mm-hmm. Lando still hasn't got that balance yet. Lando Norris hasn't quite got uh, Lando. <laughs> My biggest problem with Lando Norris just now is he doesn't really know what kind of driver he is. Is he a patient, take your time, there's a full race type thing to go, a bit kind of Lewis Hamilton-esque strategy, professor, pros type, or is he a wee bit more like Daniel Ricciardo? Daniel Ricciardo will go for it. Is he a bit more Verstappen? You don't know what type of driver he is. He's a good driver, but what is he in terms of he needs to get, he needs to get a bit more steel about him in the race? And I think that's where the... That's where the good side is with them, with Daniel Ricciardo being there, because Daniel Ricciardo will go for it. And, you know, you've seen it in the, the chat, like the radio, right? You've got to do this, right? I'll drive faster. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I can see what you're saying. Uh, and obviously he's, he's got, as, you, as you've discussed, uh, Danny, a lot more experience on the grid uh, with a few teams as well. Um, do you think maybe the team... The, the relationship with the team might help Lando uh, and, and help him... You know, maybe perform better than Daniel Ricciardo. What What are your thoughts on that, Sponge? Um, I I, I just think Lando's been. I, I think at this stage, this season, Lando's been there longer, understands the team a lot more. He's he's been with that team since a lot a lot further before racing in Formula One. I I, I do think that Ricciardo will pick it up pretty easily, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I think he's quick. But I, I, I think, regardless of anything, the experience will tell for Lando. And I know that's I know that's daft to say because he's so young and everything. But I don't think any amount of good communication uh-huh. or you know what cooperation between driver and and team mm-hmm. will get him up to speed quicker. You know than than maybe the season that he needs to. And I think that's why. He didn't really shine that much at Renault either. He didn't. He didn't really ever bed down there, did he? To be fair. Yeah, it was only the, la- the latter part of last year, wasn't it? That was yeah. uh, 
it was any any good for him. Yeah. Um, and that's what a year and a half within the team. Um, what what what's your thoughts on all this, Danny? Um, yeah, I think um, Danny Rick will get more points. I think he needs to. Going to Renault was a bit of a step backwards, but it was a step that he had to make somewhere um, because he couldn't stay where he was, uh, which was fine. But it was a step backwards in performance. He couldn't couldn't do what he could in the Red Bull. Um, this is a step up again, so he needs to show that he can he, he can do his thing. As I say, you know, running out of time, really. Um, he needs to he needs to get on with it, and he's got it in him. I mean, Lando, I like Lando. I know that doesn't come across when I'm diff- saying Russell will beat Lando and Danny Rick will beat Lando, but I do, I do like Lando. Everyone will beat him, but I like him. I really yeah. like no, Lando, no, 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 no. but everyone, they'll just destroy him. <laughs> he is good, but I mean, Lando, we, we've seen Lando on his last minute charge, you know, was it the Styrian uh, Grand yeah. Prix? I think it was. Last minute charge, you know, which is great. But I always said, you know, the thing that Lewis has above everybody else is consistency. And you've got to have consistency to be able to do that over mm-hmm. all of the laps. From the start to the end, you need to be able to fight your way. And if you can only do it over a few, we saw, we saw it with Kimi as well. I um, can't remember which one it was, but we saw a, a, about three or four laps where it was just brilliant. And he just charged ahead. And it was like the Kimi we always knew. That's a Portuguese Grand Prix, I think, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then he, but then he dropped back again. But that's his age, you know. It's a lot about fitness in this game. But it, also, the Alfa Romeo was it's a horrible car last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. It didn't, it didn't develop. It didn't have the right. It didn't have the grip. It didn't. And then it had Giovinazzi, the teammate. Where are you going to go with that? The thing is, I mean, Lando has got the consistency. The only out of every race he retired in one out of seventeen last year, scored points in the out of the remaining sixteen, he scored points in thirteen of them. Mm-hmm. So he's consistent. He just needs to figure out his racecraft a bit better. When you've got somebody like Ricardo who knows how to race a car, and I mean, he sees an opportunity, he's going for that opportunity. It can only benefit. Lando, but I don't think the fact that Lando's been in the team is going to be such a big uh, plus. I just think with Ricardo being at Red Bull, then moving over to Renault, you know, it took him too long to adjust to the Renault car. You know, I think he'll come in and every driver on that grid wants a Mercedes power unit in their car. So I think he'll come in and he'll just, he'll nail it pretty quick. I think within a couple of races, he will be know what he wants even maybe even testing well that uh, between us four then uh that's probably two for uh ricardo and uh two for lando because I, I i think lando uh and he's the, the fact that he's comfortable with the team the team know him the team know how to communicate with him i i think he'll have the edge uh you might see uh danny rick you know beating him towards the end of the uh, season is my opinion um but I, I do think that Lando, over the start of the maybe the first 15 or so races, I think uh, Lando will probably have the edge personally. But I mean, we'll, we'll see at the end of the season. It'll be uh, sponging me against you two to see who uh, mm. see which pairing uh, got the got the right got the right choice. Right, let's uh, move on to a, another part of the news. Uh, we'll go to Danny. Uh, what what bit of news have you seen recently that you want to chat about today? Uh, we've got the. Um... The McLaren car launch. Um, yeah, other than that, it's been pretty quiet, hasn't it? We've got the rules coming up as well. Okay, should we should we talk about 
Should we talk about the uh, 2021 rule changes? Do you want to do you want to dive into a couple of the rules there, and we'll we'll discuss those. Well, I mean, mainly a lot of them are to focus around um, reducing downforce, really, just to keep right. up with the the tyres. The, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the floor of the car, the cars is now going to be uh, one piece um, with a rectangle uh, with a triangular piece cut out at the back. Right. Um, we've got rear brake duct uh, winglets shortened again um, due to downforce changes and the diffuser fence is cut down as well. Uh, again, all about the downforce for uh -huh. the tyres, really, because they, they can't keep up uh, as the teams get further and further ahead, more and more downforce. The tyres, I mean, we saw that, you know, the tyres just can't keep up. And they're changing, so they're changing the compounds for this year, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, they're making slight modifications to the tyres for this year, but ultimately the tyres this year are three years old. Yeah, right. which they said just isn't good enough. Uh, you know, every, every it's just not good enough to keep up with the cars, so they've got to pull the cars back a little bit. But, I mean, uh, as um, Coop said, I think it said speed-wise they'll lose about a second, but when you put into account everything that will change around what they can't change, you'll lose about mm -hmm. half a second. Uh, you'll see no difference, really, apart from the slight shape of the cars. and Maybe a few slower qualifying laps, maybe. Maybe, yeah. And then you've got the qualifying, which obviously time-wise changes as well. All going to be an hour. Practice. The practice, sorry. Yeah, practice. Yeah. All going to be an hour now. So less so. practice, uh, but they are introducing sprint races. Are they introducing the sprint races this year? No. Or, or what is it? They aren't. At, the, at the commission that they had, which confirmed the engine freeze uh -huh. until for the next few years. Uh, there's a there's apparently it's very cagey, so it's a it's a broad support for looking at other ways to for other qualifying formats, but it didn't it's not as far as to say that they were actually keen on sprint races. So there's a broad support to look at uh, qualifying. Mm -hmm. uh, they basically said to Formula One, look, we're interested to see what you're going to come up with. Go away and come back with a wee bit more information. And how is it going to work? You know, how are the points going to work? How do you know what about? Because uh, everyone's nominated a certain amount of components for engines, so there needs to be a wee bit more sort of understanding of how it would work and how it would be developed to work properly. So there is a broad support to look at qualifying, but it's not necessarily to introduce just these sprint races. Right, okay. What's your opinion on a sprint, sprint race? Uh, Sponge, have you got an opinion on, a, on the sprint races? Is it a good idea? They're good. You're thinking of introducing them at Canada, Italy, and where was the other one? Brazil. Brazil. I don't like the idea of them doing different things at different points of the season. I, I, I understand that they've got to try new ideas, but for something such a big change, that it's gonna, it, it will impact the the championship directly yeah. i think you've got to go in whole hog and you've got to do it for the whole season if if it takes that long to test it then it takes that long to test it it's as simple as that mm -hmm. but i don't I, I really don't agree with trialing it at three championship rounds i don't think it's fair on the lower teams it, you know i mean it gives them it, what, what are they on about doing they're, they're on about getting rid of the second friday practice and having a sprint race on the saturday instead Okay, so uh, qualifying would replace free practice two on Fridays and set the grid for a Saturday race of approximately one-third of the Grand Prix distance. Right. Points would be 
given to the top eight on a lower scale than usual. Uh, 25, 18, 15, 12 and 10 scoreline and the sprint race results would set the grid for the main grid Grand Prix on the Sunday. Mm. Sunday would remain at the focal point of the weekend and hold the Grand Prix title but the sprint race would reduce the outright emphasis on it thanks to points being available elsewhere. The new race will dilute the value of the Grand Prix is the way I'm looking at it. So that's how it works. The sprint race will win pays 10 to 12 points. That's 40 to 48 percent value of a Grand Prix. Right. So, so it's quite a significant amount of points. Yeah. You're getting around half points, just under half points for winning the sprint race for the top eight. Okay. Well, it, it's also going to play havoc with the engines because I'm guessing people are going to be wanting to protect their engines. Uh, Some will be pushing their engines if they've got, you know, high reliability like the, like the Mercedes. Um, I mean, Lewis Hamilton doesn't want to lose out in 10 points to Max Verstappen or no. losing 3.75 of Valtteri Bottas or whatever version turns up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you'll not, have a, you'll not have a choice. And also, you've got to remember there's the new sliding scale for the CFD development. So all that comes into, comes into play for this season. I mean, three to, three races isn't enough to to gauge how much damage that's going to do to the no. car. At, at, nowhere near. So, you know, it's fine to test it slightly, but as Sponge said, you know, that's going to have a serious knock-on effect. Um, you know, it's just seen... Uh, yeah, strange. Am I the only one that likes the setup now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't see an issue with it. Yeah, I, I don't see an issue at all. If it ain't broke, don't 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 fix it. You know, it's uh, it's one of those things. But uh... by all means, if they want to save money, get rid of one of the practice sessions. I'm all for that because it creates a, a, a whole host of uncertainty for the teams. The more the more practice time they get, the more time that they've got to perfect a setup, or mm -hmm. you know, to 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 get rid of gremlins or whatever. And yeah. that always works towards the top teams, doesn't it? At the end of the day, you got more resource to put at it, then you're always going to get there quicker. So the, the less time that they've got practicing, great, but I don't see that as the, the, the answer. And I agree with you, Danny. This is the first time in Formula One's history, really, that I've absolutely loved a qualifying format. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they could get better than the qualifying format that they've got at the moment. No, but I mean, it'd be... If they wanted to even it out, as that are uh, with the um, aerodynamic testing, you know, yep. if you want to do percentage of, of where they are in the standings reflect on how much testing they get, then you could do that as practice as well. You know, you could do um, the, the lower teams get more because they need to work out more, um, you know, more issues. Mercedes, what do they have to work out? I mean, how many issues did we see them come across within the season? Yeah. You know, so it's uh, you could do it that way if you wanted to, and give a certain percentage to wherever they are in the standings if you wanted to change it. But I, I personally don't see an issue with with how it is. I like it. I think it works well. Oops, you were going to say something. Ah, I was just saying the sponge there and the other guys. I mean, did he's not like you you're trying to say that you didn't like the qualifying format where it was aggregate times over two days? Mm -hmm. I mean, did he's not like that? Did I mean, come on, that was. <laughs> Brilliant. It was that good a new qualifying format the teams didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> what was that? What year was that? That was uh, 20... It wasn't... It was 2000s and something because Toyota was still about... Because I think Yano truly got pole position. Yeah, but what, so, what about that one they, they started... Was it 2016 that they tried to do uh, like a knockout within 
the rounds, they they the last five minutes of each round, they were trying to uh, knock the bottom driver out, and it literally lasted one race. I think they'd done two. Was it two I races? think they'd done Australia then China. Both yeah, both times the, the the teams were like, okay, well the time runs out. That means we've still got one lap when the time <laughs> runs out to get our times in. So they're all expecting to be able to fit another time in, and then uh, actually the F1 were like, no, you're out. You can't complete your lap. You need to have you need to you needed to have completed the lap before that the five minute was up and everyone was kind of like what how <laughs> uh, did what what do you mean and, they were, and everyone no not the fans didn't get it the teams didn't get it the, the, even the people that wrote the rules didn't understand it and it really kind of sucked the fun out of the qualifying uh, for those two races uh, I, remember I suppose it. it was fun trying to listen to like some martin brundle and whoever was commentating trying to explain it which was <laughs> <laughs> Didn't one of them turn oh, around at the, in the end and say, I can't comment on this because I don't, I don't understand know. what's going on? Well, that must have been Sky Sports because they don't have a clue. <laughs> 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 There's jo George Russell in first. Oh, it's Lewis Hamilton. I mean, it's Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> yes. Crofty oh, doing his, like his, his best impression, impression good, of yeah. Murray Walker. <laughs> Murray Walker, the miss mal communication. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that car other than it's on fire. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's have a chat about other things then. Uh, we've obviously got our fantasy Formula One teams coming up. I wanted to chat about this my, myself personally because last year I was the oh, winner. Here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> so, we the last of it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want everyone listening to do is to get onto the fantasy F1 <clears throat> Uh, fantasy.formula1.com and register a team. Then yeah, I've join... got to do that this season as well. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you missed out last year, Sponge. So register a team, then enter our league code and join our fantasy league. Uh, our code, and I'm sure somebody will have it on the top of their tip of their tongue to join. I'm going to read it out. If not, it's I love Tiller. <laughs> <laughs> It certainly is not. <laughs> sore losers, sore losers. The code, if I'm not mistaken, is 7FF60917C0. So I'll read that again, but by all means, head to our page. It is on that page, and you can find it uh, just by scrolling down a few posts. It's 7FF60917C0. Zero and last year we put up a prize, and this year we're going to put up a prize as well. Uh, we don't know what that prize is yet, but we, it's going to be even better and even bigger than it was before. So come and have a go if you think you're good at F1. Because, and just to let you know, the admin team are in the league, but we are now not eligible for the prize. No, I saved myself, <laughs> I saved myself 20 quid last, last year. Uh, <laughs> so, but they've nominated the fact that we, we should give it to the highest scoring person that's not part of the team which is fair enough i'm willing to put my hand in my pocket it, i promise you the prize is going to be brilliant we haven't come up with it yet but, but it will be absolutely brilliant uh, and it well worth joining a free fantasy formula one league 34 teams are in it at the moment <laughs> 34 teams wow yeah but 34 that's good there's a guy in it called Dan Dan, the EF1 man. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's the winner, him. That's, that's the winner, that one. 
I would say I'm the winner, but the last two years we've done it, I've been god awful. Yeah, so. I think I think I was pretty low down last year. So I can't you know, really, I yeah. think I think most people are going to get uh, do the obvious now and, and put Hamilton and Mercedes in, and then just can't do that this year. They've changed it. Formula One have been very very smart. They've increased it so that if you put Mercedes and Hamilton in your team, that costs you seventy one million out of a hundred million, and you've still got four other people to put in. So you're not able to do that you, this year? You can. You just have to have Mazapan. You have to have Latifi. <laughs> you have to have Russell uh, and Giovinazzi. I know. Did you try it? I know because I've done it. Of course he has. Of course he has. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I think, I think, I think the, how bad Haas are this year, because they've already come out and said that their team don't expect anything this year because we're just holding out till the new rules come in. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose more by having them in the team than you will by having Hamilton and Mercedes in the team. I think there needs to be more of a balance. I'll tell you what, anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll put a tenor on it that Williams will come above Haas this year. I'm sure of it. I've, I'll put an even, I'll, I'll put another tenor on it. I think I think Williams will jump Alfa Romeo as well. Ooh. Who's going to take that bet? I think I think Russell will get his first points for Williams this year. I'm really yeah, disappointed so. that we're not in a live vodcast right now, so that everybody can tell Coops that he's a fool like they do me and come out with something <laughs> stupid. No, I think I think Williams will they'll, they'll find it. So if I tell you what, no one's taking the bet person, no one's taking the bet on. Uh, but if if Williams overtake one team. Then we will do something special for for Dan. Uh, if they if they do something special if they with Williams overtake ha- uh, Hass and no not Hass who did you say Alfa Rome, Alfa Romeo and uh, Hass and Hass yeah we'll do something special for for Coops I don't know what we'll we'll find something out we'll work something out but if both of them fail uh, and Williams do remain in tenth position they're going to have to donate their ten pounds to charity how good is that. Okay. Fine, mate. Done. Yeah, you've left it quite open there. Just something special, so I'll, I'll get on it. With. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've just come term... up with this right here night, right now. I'm yeah. gonna have to think what I'm gonna have to do special. Yeah. No, no, no. We've agreed to it now, so no terms and conditions added. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> hey, something special. I, t- I decide, not you decide. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not me. You have to worry yeah. about. It's coops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll I'll dance in a pair of uh, frilly underwear or something like that. I don't know. Uh, okay. It'll be something no, nice. Like you yeah. even need a competition not, to be able yeah, to do yeah, that, Tiller. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew there was a plan behind this. Look, we won't <laughs> accept the videos if we want. <laughs> We've got. Well, I keep sending them to you. <laughs> you never respond. <clears throat> so we let's... know what's in them. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back on track right. as it were Aww. the pun very boom, much boom. intended <laughs> I'd like to hear something you're all looking forward to this year Coops, what, what are you looking forward to this year in the world of F1 not in your private life uh, and meeting your girlfriend after lockdown <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Aston Martin car launch uh, and how Yuki Tsunoda does in the, the Alpha Tauri He's uh, he's came up from F two with a bit of a bit of reputation behind him. He's quite a quick driver. Mm-hmm. The fact that Red Bull are putting a car means nothing because they destroy every young driver's career. So 
Uh, but he seems to have come up with a bit of a pedigree on him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. And then I think for everybody, the midfield battle in general. Yes, absolutely. I think that's where it's going to be, as it always is, the place where the most, most of the action happens. So I'm really looking forward to that. Do you think Yuki Tsunoda will beat Gasly in the same yes. machinery? Yes. You do? Wow. Yep. Bold prediction. Well, I think Williams are going to beat Haas and Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo. So then, yeah, I'm going to have to stick my neck right in. Yeah, okay. Sponge, what, what are you looking forward to most out of the upcoming season or pre-season? The potential to be able to go to Silverstone this oh. year. How nice would that be? I think. As you see the cars in action. Yep. I think even, even a reduced crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've said before, in terms of watching it on the telly, it doesn't make a difference. But I think for for F1 fans, I think it would be a major step forward if we were allowed to go to the British Grand Prix this this season. I think it would be a, a massive step forward and it would be a massive re- reward for the sacrifices that everybody's made. So mm-hmm. I, I really, really hope that it happens. Uh, whether I can actually see it happening, I'm not, I'm not so sure. But... If it does, it would every be F1 nice. will try and be there. We yeah. Will try and be there. Yeah. I'm not going to buy tickets. I'm just going to stand at the entrance. Be like, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Danny? What, what are you most looking forward to for the season ahead? Uh, well, the midfield battle, really. Um, yeah. It's good to see a lot of new blood on the uh, on the track as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, a lot of changes, really, driver-wise. Uh, yeah, there's a few young ones now, isn't there? So it'd be good to see how they get on. Um, well, let's list those. We've got we've got Mick Schumacher, we've got Nikita Mazapan, and that also that young fella called uh, Fernando Alonso. He's uh, a yeah, new young driver. Yeah, he's uh... <laughs> <laughs> part of the young driver test in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, he, needs he, to be a lot he was the fastest, wasn't he? So it's quite interesting. Obviously, we've got Yuki Tsunoda as well, which we have mentioned. Yep. Who are we thinking is going to perform the best out of all the newbies? Will it be? Let's not forget as well. We've got the the young Schumacher, um, which ev- everything's lying upon. Everybody expects massive things. I yeah. think. Well, it, it goes from expecting massive things to expecting nothing. It seems. I don't think he's going to be able to. Uh, yeah, win either way. <laughs> I think. Well, that's the yeah. thing. He's, he's obviously got the the name behind him, and and people are going to have high expectations for the name. Um, what a lot of people have commented that he, he takes a season to warm up uh, into the new formulas. Um, so maybe he won't perform very well uh, first year anyway. Um, so yeah, w- will it will it happen straight away? Will it be Ooh, a, a little while? Will. Is it because it's the Hass? Is He's driving a Haas. Yeah. He's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. The world of social media only wants him to beat Mazepin. If Mazepin wipes the floor with him, the world is going to implode. Yeah. And I think that will be quite funny. Not because I like Mazepin, I just think they're putting far too much pressure on the Schumacher name. Yeah, absolutely. And Mazepin, Mazepin as much as he's had, obviously, a lot of controversy surrounding his name, people are quite kind of behind him in terms of his talent. Uh, so I don't know. I personally didn't follow him, so I, I can't comment uh, on that. I, I didn't pay close attention to him, but I mean, he knows how to race a car. Mm-hmm. He's very much races to the line. It's actually, he races quite similar in a sense to Michael Schumacher and that he's pretty much to the line 
and on occasion maybe just goes a wee bit over it. Mm -hmm. Him as a person, from everything that's been put in social media, he doesn't seem like a particularly nice person. But let's remember, what really, he's the type of person that maybe doesn't care what people think, and that's actually quite a good no, attribute yeah, to have. Your family owns three quarters of the world. Yeah, it's a, but it's quite a good attribute to have when it comes to, you know, whatever's said, he doesn't give a toss. <laughs> so it's not going to affect his racing. When he goes out there, he can brush it off his shoulder and he can... Get the drive to survive cameras just need to live in Haas for the whole of next season, for the whole of this. <laughs> and just watch Gunter Steiner when Mazepin does something wrong. We just have to have somebody camp there. You imagine those conversations with Mazepin and Gunter Steiner when he, go, when he, when he does something stupid. <laughs> ah, that's going to be amazing. Going to be interesting. Going to be an interesting season. Have we got anything else? How many races do you think they'll have? Sorry? How many races do you think they'll be? Then we'll get 23. I think we'll, we'll probably get about 20. Uh, interesting. It will be interesting. But I, I, think, I think there's more of a chance to get them this season than there are last year. Mm. I think it looks there's more of a chance. Portimao seems to be definitely happening. They're changing the Australian track. My God, it's been years since they should have done that. Ah, yes, the Australian track. Uh, so Albert Park, that's been released today. Um, they, they're making it faster. faster, yeah, which is always always positive. Uh, they're widening the pit lane, so they won't be restricted down the pit lane. Nope, so there's no grass. There will be no grass verges on the pit straight because they've widened it by two metres, which is a good six foot. Uh, turn nine and ten, which is the, the sharp right to left right-hander into the left, sweeping left-hander, mm -hmm. that's gone. It's now going to be a kind of sweeping right into the sweeping left, so it makes that whole area really fast. Uh, they're changing the profile and the camber of turn 13. Wow. The, 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 other than that, they're changing sort of camber uh, and winding it a bit into turn 13, so that turn 13 isn't a single lane corner. Gives it more of a braking opportunity, plus the fact of turn 13 is the first hard braking after that sweeping section, new section. Yeah. If anybody played Formula 1 97 and the PlayStation 1, you were allowed to do that without getting a penalty in Australia. Because mm -hmm. that wee bit of track was always there. Right. And it was it's the only time I ever managed to qualify in pole by like three seconds. <laughs> by cheating. You cheated. <laughs> I'm not a good driver on Formula, on Formula One games. I do it because I enjoy it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> uh, I tried it with minimum traction control on. Oh my god! Anyway, uh, couldn't drive in a straight line to save my life. So, uh, so they're changing Albert Park. They're making it quicker, which is always good. Um, uh, they're, they're making a few changes, hopefully to to mix it up and make it a bit more interesting. Because as I say, we. We always start with Australia, uh, and, and we're always just really happy that Formula One has begun. Uh, but like Coop said, we're all just happy that Formula One's begun. It's not necessarily a great race uh, that we no, get when we're there. Was, uh, I think one year there was one on-track pass the whole race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Monaco. Uh, and they're also, the other thing they're doing but won't affect this year is they're resurfacing it with more a more aggressive asphalt. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it swears at the drivers as you drive over it. <laughs> Ouch! But, you know, I don't know what that means. I mean, maybe it's more abrasive. Abrasive, I don't know, but... yeah. They, that's what uh, they tend to do with the newer tracks. Unless, of course, you're talking about Istanbul last year uh, when they decided to cluster it with ice or something like that, making an ice rink instead. They relayed it three weeks before and all the bitumen and the crap came up and it just made it really good. Actually, it was a good yeah. 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 We, 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 we were... 
Oh, sorry, Dan, carry on. <clears throat> no, it added a bit of excitement, didn't it? Bit of ice, yeah. It did I, th I think <laughs> I think we were all we were all at the start going, oh no, it's going to be crap because no one's going to be able to get any traction. It's all going to be meh. But then uh, it, obviously it, it rained as well, didn't it? So it was all uh, yeah. It made it just a spectacle. Was it was it Istanbul or was it Portimao that we had Saints in the lead for like one quarter of a lap or something? Portimao, I think, oh, wasn't it? it was, everybody Portimao. was just screaming at the telly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So, Coops, you said something about the uh, Monaco Grand Prix before we started airing. What What is it that you found out from Twitter? Yeah, it's, a, it's a small thing that this Monaco government have said that they will start making arrangements for the track layout next week. Mm -hmm. there's, there's quite a significant lead time because I don't think we're at Monaco till what's it, end of April, May yeah. kind of time. Yeah, end of May, yeah. So, with street circuits, the same as Baku and a lot of the other street circuits, you're talking a good couple of months in advance, but it's all systems going, Morocco, everything's happening. They've got three races, a historical thing the week before and something else the week after the Grand Prix, so it's like three weekends, but it's just the track. I think Formula E is going to be there as well at that point. Uh, but they, are, they seem to be quite happy with the situation and are pressing ahead with it starting from next week, so... To, to anybody who likes watching the Monaco Grand Prix, what do you do? Uh, I certainly don't. It's the but. jewel in the crown. Of course, there are fans of the Monaco Grand Prix. I think I'm a fan of all the all the glitz and the glam, but the racing. I'm over the glitz and the glam, and that. it's just no. It's, the cars are too big now. They're far too long. They're like they're two meters wide. For goodness' sake. Am I? I can't speak for us all, but. Us British like queuing, so uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, love it. <laughs> love to see cars just queuing. <laughs> I mean, we don't have Pastor Maldonado who decides he wants to try and pass half the field during the tunnel. You know, made uh, it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, or Sergio Perez knocking himself out by crashing coming out of the mm. tunnel. Uh, you know, it's just it's not what it was. You know. It's just, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of outgrown its use, but it'll never go off the calendar. No. Uh, As I say, the jewel in the crown, they won't get rid of it. As I say, it's a bit of glitz and glamour. I don't mind it personally. I don't enjoy the racing, but I don't mind watching kind of the, 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 the build-up to the weekend. And then watch this. I'm sitting here going on about how crap it is. We'll get to the race and it'll be the best Monaco Grand Prix. Let's hope. And I'll be like, Let's cross. They didn't have it last year, so they've got something to prove. Maybe they'll throw some oil on the track somewhere. <laughs> Don't basically burning any sprinkler idea. <laughs> Halfway through the race, put the sprinklers no, let them on. Resurface, resurface. Let, let Spring, them resurface. Sprinklers, in... sprinklers full of rich energy, just to make it all sticky and <laughs> sticky and wet. We don't <laughs> talk that about rich plan. energy. <laughs> that was like plan. Fight Club. We don't talk about we don't talk about rich energy. We don't give him the airtime. That <laughs> man, that man has already grabbed too much of the airtime as it is. <laughs> The guy from Rich Energy is like Gandalf, but schizophrenic, is he not? <laughs> Gandalf, that boy. Gandalf. <laughs> the big beard. Yeah, he was not personality. So that's been our Everything F1 podcast. We've chatted for you to you for about an hour now. Uh, obviously touching on all the things that have happened very recently. We are Everything F1 and we do have social media presence on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We will sure soon be getting a YouTube as well. So make sure you follow us, you like us, you poke and prod us wherever you find us uh, on the social medias. Uh, make sure you check out our website too, www.everythingf1.com. Uh, we've got lots of articles there from our writers uh, and me who just likes to stick some things up. 
Uh, Danny's got something to say. Just to add as well, uh, we, obviously in the paddock that we have, um, if, if you're in there, shot some questions in there, any discussion points you want us to uh, mention within the podcast as well. Um, obviously, we, what the podcast is for you, is for everybody to listen to. Um, I know I don't listen back to my own voice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it, it's for you. So if you want to ask any questions, any discussion points, then let us know in there. Absolutely. We, we're hopefully going to be recording these at least once a week. So, yeah, as Danny does say, get some questions on those posts. We'll put them on the day before uh, we do go to record. Uh, and we might give you a name drop. Uh, we might obviously read your, read your question out and it'll be good talking points to start with well 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 remembered there danny we're on twitter instagram and facebook at join ef1 on all of those find us like us share us help our community grow this has been the everything f1 podcast i've been james tiller we've had danny graham james houghton and jamie cooper we hope you've enjoyed the show please listen to us and like and subscribe see you again soon Bye. Bye.